Friday Night Fringe. Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Friday Night Fringe. I'm KJ. This is uh, Ash. Hi, I'm Ash. I'm Will, and this is Thursday. <laughs> this is Thursday. We're supposed to have another co-host, uh, Sheldon, but it is Canada Day uh, today, and I think he's having just a little too much fun, so that's okay, um, but you will probably hear him in the future. Ash, if you want to go ahead and uh, take it from here. Yeah. Do we want to go around first and introduce ourselves and um, our backgrounds and how we came to be interested in French topics? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Well, uh, I'll start. Okay. Uh, hey, so it's KJ. Um, I have always been really into, like, the paranormal. Uh, I grew up watching, like, those paranormal TV shows, like The Haunting and uh, Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures, and it's just pretty much spawned into uh, a whole thing. Um, I've been to uh, Bible college. Um, I'm interested in the paranormal. Um, We all kind of enjoyed the topic and we would talk about it. Uh, Will would share a bunch of like Reddit posts with us about strange things. And so I was just like, hey, you know what? I think we could actually spend hours talking about this. And we have like around like the campfire, so to speak. Um, So yeah, I think you've got a lot to look forward to listening to this. Um, Ash, did you want to go next? Um, sure. Yeah, I guess similarly, I just grew up loving and being obsessed with paranormal stuff and everything supernatural, the show Supernatural. Um, I never really believed in ghosts. I was always kind of a skeptic, but I always found it fun to entertain the idea as like a fantasy for all the paranormal and supernatural phenomena that go on. Um, I didn't really, I have a non-religious background, but I've been a skeptic for most of my life, um, until I met KJ and then I kind of started learning a little bit about religion and the supernatural part of religion interests me, I guess, through KJ, uh, digging more into and becoming more interested in mysteries. I've always loved mysteries, but it became, I guess, more real for me. Yeah, I was going to say, you're the one who, when I listen to, like, the Bigfoot podcasts with you, and I go, like, oh, my God, like, this is Bigfoot. And you're like, yeah, but it could also be maybe this, this, or <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, I don't know if I believe that. And I'm like, yes, no, it is. Show me the money. No, like, I'm this hard is to real. convince. I'm hard to convince. Um, and I'm like, yeah, but could there be another explanation? Yeah, but do, is that really true or are you just looking for that answer so that's where i where i kind of fit in i'm the devil's advocate that's fair how about you will well for one i uh grew up with you so that's where it started (laughs) that's fair and also have a religious background but also also 
have been becoming more interested in fringy, uh, obscure topics, myths and whatnot, getting to be more and more skeptical. What grabs your attention? Like, because you always end up finding the most interesting stuff. Like, do you go on Reddit specifically to look for like weird things or like how, how do you fall down these holes? Uh, it's usually interesting reddits subreddits that pop up and then people put these stories on them occasionally interesting ones will pop up the ones that really catch my eye are ones that have like scientific studies behind them and some form of evidence that can't be explained like a lot of quantum stuff and space (laughs) yeah and we'll come back to the quantum stuff and how that all fits in but um I'm kind of with you there, Will. Like, what grabs my attention is the stuff that, like, science has looked at and, like, still can't explain because I've always been in I believe in science kind of gal. So if if you show me evidence or some sort of investigation and it still can't be explained, then what else is there? How do we debunk that? That's fair. I guess for me, that's kind of like the icing on the cake. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like just exploring the like, what if? Like, what if this is a thing? And like, oh, my God. And people will bring me like stories like, yeah, this one time and this my mom's house and the you know, it's haunted, man. Um, but yeah. Did you want to go ahead and give uh, a our listeners like an idea of like, what is fringe? What all does that mean? Yeah, um, of course. Um, and then if you guys have anything to add, um, then uh, you can do that. Um, the definition I found um, is that fringe is defined as, in our sense of the word um, that we're defining it, fringe is defined as not part of the mainstream, unconventional, peripheral, or extreme, unconventional, or unorthodox um, by Oxford Languages Dictionary. Um, a lot of other definitions I saw uh, define it as an extreme view or side of an organization or, quote, less important or popular than other related groups or events, unquote. Um, but in our application of the word, it merely refers to the unorthodox, um, non-mainstream, the lesser known and phenomenon, and the mysteries that do not show up in mainstream media or conversation. So I feel like... In dumb guy terms, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that fringe, correct me if I'm wrong, fringe is kind of like, okay, it's not really talked about, it's not really explored, and it's even kind of like X'd out of like your main science communities don't talk about it. Yeah, like almost taboo. Taboo is a good word. Um, On the edge would be a good way to to kind of put it, like on the fringes of society, on the edge. Um, kind of pushed to the side, maybe. Okay. Um, so, um, now we did prepare a little bit of what we were going to um explore, but do you want to? I, I know you took a specific list of a couple different topics that we might cover down the line. Yeah. So welcome to Friday Night Fringe, in which we will cover fringe topics such as conspiracy theories, theories about the government and what is really going on, UFOs, Sasquatch, um, 
for KJ, missing persons 411, <laughs> inexplicable phenomenon, paranormal phenomenon in the supernatural, transhumanism, religion, secret societies and cults, and fringe science, including but not limited to quantum physics and its relation to the paranormal. I feel like that. Birds. Birds. And are birds birds a glitch in the simulation? (laughs) (laughs) I think they're the government. No, I'm kidding. I don't actually think that, but that's. It's a thing. No, they're real. They they are. (laughs) You've heard of. Flat earthers and round earthers. I'll do you one better. No earthers. This doesn't even exist. Wait, but doesn't that just go into the simulation theory or is that a whole other thing? That's a good question. I think it's too much of a comedy subreddit and they haven't gone that deep into the okay. theory. Well, listen, listen. When you have like all the dirt on like what no earthers is, I want us to be the ones who break this, okay? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's just a joke. But, but I so think was they based flat. it well, off. I think they based it off the simulation theory. Okay. See, and I feel like transhumanism is becoming a topic, and I'll I'll break that down real quick. But transhumanism. Yeah, they have their own flag. What? Happy Pride Month. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Uh, actually, no, we're in July now. <laughs> Whoops. Every month is Pride Month, nerd. <laughs> Lol. That's true. Um, so, uh, wow, that just, okay. Transhumanism, I feel is becoming a thing that is coming back into, um, or is just becoming more like mainstream because you've got like Elon Musk's Neuralink, which blew my freaking mind. And then you have, um, well, the hybrids, which is a uh, a whole episode that we will get to. Yeah, that's I'm a really whole looking forward to that episode. Just at least one. <laughs> yeah, at least one. Yeah. So that's coming soon. Um, but I think one thing that really interests me, um, and the I think the whole world kind of right now, or at least the United States, is paying attention to is this whole breaking the UFOs and or UAPs. Um, so I have a little tidbit here. I wanted to just touch, uh, on this first episode and then we can get into it even deeper. Do you, do you mind if I just eat this graphics card? (laughs) What? Oh my God. (laughs) This is, that is exactly what's going to happen with when we become Neuralink. But you see it with Neuralink, you see it with a cyberpunk, and you see it with Kill me. Um, Detroit Become Human, like androids. Yes, yes. It's it's a thing. I seriously think it's going to happen, yeah. and I don't know what... Okay, that's a whole sure other... Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and let's back it up. Can you define transhumanism um, so that people know that we're not talking about trans people? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, transhumanism, actually, I looked this up earlier. So it's like, a, it's a philosophy, but I really think it's going to be a thing. Um, it's where... There's also a political party. Is it? Is it really? Are you... Yeah, if you take the political compass test that we all took, it might show that you're like, I think it showed me I was like 5% transhumanist what? or something. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, so it's a... Um, Believing in humans and enhancing 
humans uh, through technology to make us live longer, to make our senses better, to um, expand our brain or the way we communicate. But it's literally oh. like future cyborgs and android civilization. Cyberpunk biohumans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got on the political compass test 80% transhumanist. <laughs> what does that even mean? Wait, what does that mean? I think politically it's like futurist pretty much. Oh. Like... That's a good show ahead of the times. If that's becoming a thing, then we need to explore that very soon. I I did a little bit of um, study of like cryogenics, and I feel like that uh, kind of goes hand in hand with that. And body mods. There's a website for it. Body mods. There's a website. Are you kidding me? Implants you can do like not on the dark web. What (laughs) implants at home? No, not on the dark. Yeah, dude. Dude. You want to know more, or do we wait? <laughs> no. I feel like, oh, oh my god! god. Just, just okay, leave just that as a little me... carrot there. For yes. Our okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's a whole yes. Um, um, today, so today we actually wanted to talk about um, UFOs. UFOs and government theories on UFOs relating to government in UFOs in declassification, etc. So I've got my uh, notes up here. Um, so this is from uh, Mystery Wire on WGNTV.com. Uh, it says former United States President Barack Obama was on the late night show with James Corden on CBS and they had their guy Reggie Watts asked Mr. Obama what his theories are on aliens or UFOs slash UAPs, which UAPs is unidentified aerial phenomena. I like that better. When he said, okay, Obama, our former president said this, when I came into office, I asked, right, I was like, all right, is there the lab? somewhere where we're keeping the alien specimens and spaceship and you know they did a little bit of research and the answer was no that is a quote but 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 um they've got this video of so basically they were like okay we need to have like a whole thing where we break this down um, and actually, like, declassify or unclassify and come out with what we have. So on the website, dni.gov, is the file for anyone to see. It's called Preliminary Assessment UAP and some numbers after it. And it says the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. This is a report that was released uh, the 25th of June. So this was recent, but it's a um, nine page report. And I think in maybe the next episode we'll go uh, dive into this like page by page and actually like break this whole thing down. But it reads like freaking terms of service. Like this, <laughs> this is big brain reading, at least for me, glancing over it right now. 
Um, but for the most part, it looks like they're like, yeah, it's unidentified because we don't have an explanation. Will you, didn't you say something about this like last week or a couple of weeks ago when we were talking? Have you, what was your thoughts on what they were like coming out with? Oh, I still haven't even dove into it yet. I think it's, they're just covering up some secret testing and not even like advanced technology or anything crazy like that, but just stuff they don't want the people finding out about like unethical experiments or other countries, like something that would start a war. And so instead they're like, Oh yeah, these things were definitely aliens that throw people off track. So whenever, so, okay. As a kind of guideline, Whatever the government says, just assume the exact opposite. Pretty much. Or, or at least that whatever they say is definitely not Yeah, the truth. well, maybe not even the exact opposite. Maybe just left field. Something completely else entirely. See, that's... Ah, I just want to think that there is actually stuff going on. Um, a whole lot of other theories... Involving aliens, too, and why we haven't been able to find them. Because the Smithsonian takes them. Well, like, there's this thing called the Great Filter. What? Where it's like, there's something stopping planets evolving to the point of interdimensional or intergalactic communication. And, like, once you get close, your planet gets raised or something like that. or Another thing, like, maybe we're the first to develop and there's no alien life yet. Or it's out there, but it's so far away that by the time our shit reaches them, it's thousands and thousands of years in the future because they're thousands and thousands of light years away. You said that's the Great Filter? The Great Filter, I don't remember it exactly, but Ash, take some notes. Because we'll definitely need to come back to that. Notes. I think we've hit a couple things we need to come back Mm -hmm. to. Brief overview of it. Uh, It's whatever the great filter is, whatever prevents non living matter from undergoing abiogenesis in time to expanding lasting life as measured by blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, yeah, basically, it's an unknown thing that prevents life from developing. What? And someone's spin on it is that, you know how we put yeast in to fertilize bread? Uh-huh. So they were like, imagine this super advanced alien race sprinkles yeast on planet Earth in order to <laughs> grow all the plants and everything on the planet so they can like fertilize the planet. But then the yeast goes crazy and becomes sentient. And you have little yeast humans, and we're an accident made by aliens trying to make space bread. <laughs> Basically, it's, they go a space lot deeper bread. than that, but like we're an experiment gone awry. I'll, now they're like, well, shit, now we got ants. <laughs> now we got ants. And so with, with that, where, where do you think the um, like UAPs or the UFOs or the aliens, like, fit in there? Are they kind of just in here like, hey, let's take a look at 
this thing that we made on accident and see what's going on with it. I don't I don't remember exactly. So that's what just like this into our garden. <laughs> yeah, that's like a, su- a subgenre of that science. The idea is like they dumped us here. Basically, they put the the yeast in the bread, forgot about it, found it like years later, and they're like, "Oh, there's life in this bread." Oh my! All right, we'll just throw that out. We'll abandon that. We don't. It's just gross bread now. Well, a lot of they don't like. Um, you know how when we see literal ants, like imagine you're building a highway, and there's an ant hill right beside the highway, Uh like. The ants have no idea what a highway is. They there's no way for them to comprehend. And also, we the ants are so meaningless to us. Like we don't even it doesn't even bother us right. to study them, except for a few strange people who are like, "Huh, ants are interesting." And same with aliens to us. They're the humans. We're the ants. Oh. Like, oh yeah. Just- a pause here, real quick. This is post editing KJ and say, yes, we did just compare humans to ants. On an anthill the side of a highway. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now back to the show. Okay. Inconsequential to them because we're so less advanced. Does that mean they want to throw us in the proverbial trash can, the intergalactic trash can, or that they want to exterminate us because we're pests? Well, (laughs) they don't even care about us. That's why... Uh, they've used the highway example because it's not like we're in their Total home. Indifference. Like they're just we're out in the wild basically, and they're just like, oh, cool. Okay, let's, so they whatever. made. Okay, I think I'm following you here because it seems like a lot of like Hollywood ideas that um, focus on you know like what if there's an alien invasion and it's like oh i i think this was the plot of maybe star trek i can't remember one of the newer films um we ran out of resources on our planet and your planet has resources but you're saying they kind of saw the potential for resources on this planet i mean i could follow that in the sense of what there's like water on the the moon and on mars or like there's well, evidence of that rivers one specifically pertaining to like the um, not necessarily the great filter. That's just one analogy that I feel like is mostly satire. Yeah. But like the real guess is that any aliens out there, since we haven't been able to spot any with our stuff, either there's none out there or they're too advanced for us to notice them and therefore wouldn't care about us any more than us walking across an ant just or woods. too far away and there's a distance time barrier have you guys mm-hmm. heard of um ancient aliens or like theories of like aliens being um present on the earth before or during early mankind and still being around but they are so yes. much more advanced. every time you look at the history yes. channel <laughs> yes yes okay this is like that is what I really want to explore next is like how we get into that. This is funny. I just saw a meme that was like ancient humans developed powerful AI. AI went out of control, started ruling the humans. A solar flare destroyed the AI. And that's where we get humans worshiping the sun from. 
I like it. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, like, so when you look at things like the pyramids or over in Africa, the um, Anunnaki circles, uh, and not not crop so circles, but stone circles, not quite like Stonehenge, but that's kind of an example I'm thinking of, is like that it's just, there's no way. There's no way that like, yeah. do you think, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like, there's no way it's just well, humans without any guided technology there, or help. There was one guy who wanted to, I think he was investigating Stonehenge and on his own, completely by himself, he got a bunch of stone slabs and he's like, I'm going to see if I can recreate Stonehenge with the most rudimentary tools to prove that it wasn't The aliens. technology they would have had at the time. Okay. And he had to come up with some of these contraptions and um, different reinventions on his own because the technology wasn't recorded. But he was able to figure out ways to recreate Stonehenge as just one man with some tools made from, like, just trees basically just from lumber handmade minecrafting it maybe some ropes super primitive and he's like yeah i think if i can do this well you know several more primitive humans totally could have done so this basically we're all stupid now and they were hella resourceful back then <laughs> well i wouldn't say that i would say that You've heard necessity is the mother of invention, and we just haven't had the necessity to make anything like that since we've shifted from stone structures to wood and different metals and glass. We're like, okay, yeah, that's all that technology is lost because it's useless to us now, except for like maybe a handful of really eccentric people who want to be like, historical authenticity and architecture or something yeah okay so note this ash because i want to come back to this specifically um stonehenge the uh easter island uh figures the the pyramids i want to see like how what are all the theories of how those came to be and I'm sorry if this is like super entry level stuff, but like I'm, I want to go through it all. I really do. I like all the theories that are out there. <sighs> you know, and the pyramids are a whole yeah, other thing. I feel like, like that's a whole other. Yes. And then the different like pyramids in Egypt versus pyramids in South America versus pyramids. Yeah, like the Aztec. Um, and all those theories on how they line up and triangulating. That's crazy. It's it's so interesting. I remember listening Ugh. to a podcast and they were talking about how with, I don't know if it's the Aztec or the Mayans, I, I'm a little dumb on that um, topic, but like they could go back into time and you could go, okay, yeah, like they, they discovered this metal and worked and made this <clears throat> thing in their society, but eventually it gets so far back to where they go, well, the gods told us, like- we can tell you where everything else we figured out, but at or originally, like we didn't start at ground zip zero nada, the the gods, and so it's like, what were 
these gods. And that's where I'm like, okay, there's these ancient aliens um, from from late, like a biblical background. This would be considered like where the angels um, had uh, rejected God, fallen, and became walked among mankind and not only like created maybe the ancient aliens by like producing with reproducing with humans, but also maybe going like, Hey, this is how you smelt with gold. It's like, I'm going to read the book of Enoch and kind of see like what that says, but it matches up with some of the other like ancient Sumerian and stuff like that. So I feel like understanding now and understanding the UFOs is like looking back into history and seeing because there's old like what renaissance paintings with like a ufo disc in the background that's like you can't fit you can't fake old painting yeah, but how detailed is that because you know they had whack depictions of everyday things like have you <laughs> seen baby. paintings of <laughs> the like yeah they can't like they this guy's never seen a cat. What is this? <laughs> and it, it's like you just described to me a cat. Um, well, I'll tell you what. So we're going to have uh, hopefully an Instagram and a Twitter for Friday Night Fringe. And we'll post um, some of these things there if we find them. If I find that painting that I'm talking about, I will definitely post that. Because I I don't know. I think it's interesting. I also think there's. Yeah, like, here's a whale. <laughs> it looks like here's a dog. Elephant. It... Oh, my God. The giant eye. No ears. It has okay, no ears. Okay, but the whale and, uh, legit looks what, like a an fish oyster. creature. <laughs> <laughs> fish dog. Excuse me, the oyster. <laughs> oh, here, this is a snail. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's terrible. Snail, hyena, pig. Terrible. Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. there was a face there. That, that, oh my god. Uh, oh, that could be. That's a. Why would it be uh, in the I background? Why would they see that as significant? Hold on, but there's that a I- guy right below it looking up at it. It might be like a representation of like God descending or something like or that, like or an the angel. spirit. Yeah, in a cloud. I thought it was damaged to the painting. <laughs> no. Nah. This, I don't know how, what, what that is, if that's actually old or not. That is crazy. Have do Does more. someone have a video going in the background? Oh, yes. uh, roommates are down here. Okay. Oh. Okay. oh my God. What is that one? This oh, that's, one? that's a bunch I, of them. I don't know how many of these are authentic and how right. many. Right, right. Well, that's a whole thing. Edited. Oh. Yeah. Ash, take take some notes, okay? Let's let's. I kind of want to go through and look like, okay, where is like the evidence in different types of culture? Because like you have like the Book of Ezekiel, where um, <clears throat> I believe it's Ezekiel, maybe it's Isaiah, where oh crap, now I don't remember. Um, the prophet is like visited by. Or see has a vision of these angels, but they're the spinning wheels. And some people have said, oh, hey, maybe that's aliens or maybe that's UFOs explained as angels. Or maybe the angels are 
you know, maybe UFOs are just... Like that's the representation of an angel? A, but it could be the same for a fallen angel, too, don't you think? Like... Like my ex? <laughs> Terrible. Do, do you think that maybe angels, other than just, like, the theory of them having wings, could actually use crafts that are, have the technology quantum technology to transport dimensions. Why would an angel need that if they're an angel? Well, it maybe if in the material world they the uh. the laws of like material science still apply. Like what if what if like the heavenly realm is not outside of the realm of like science? It's just another dimension where science still applies. Oh. That's, you're you're getting into my shit. <laughs> Am I? <Yeah. laughs> Wait, have you heard of the um cir- Cirque? What what was that called, Ash? The um Circe? Circe? It's in Switzerland. I do not remember. The the collider that they're making. Oh, the Hadron Collider? Or is that a different No, a it different had collider? Started a name. with an S. Collider. Let me look this up. I think you texted it to me. It was like, oh, CERN, yeah, the CERN. large hadron collider. CERN. but it's it's a hadron collider specifically. But what? Okay, so I don't know what it is. I heard, that. and I need to look that up. That's something I want to look up too. Um, is it's like what nuclear research into tearing a hole through the fabric of the universe and like traveling dimensions and seeing what can come in and go out through dimensions. What? Yeah, yeah, like the whole point was to be like, hey, let's uh, open up dimensions and do it. You're gonna have to send me that link. What does a super collider do? What is the LHC? uh, LHC? Large Hadron Collider? Um... So the CERN's main function is to provide the particle accelerators and other infrastructure needed for high-energy physics research. So this says it allows scientists to reproduce the conditions that existed within one billionth of a second after the Big Bang. Whoa. Like what created the universe? Oh, that's terrifying. Why are they doing that on Earth? That's terrifying. Why... Wait, so when they mean recreate the conditions, is it... Because all it is, it is a, it's called a collider because it's like a, I forget how long. 27 um, kilometer ring. Yep. It's a yes, giant, like, a like tunnel. long loop. And they fire two particles, just two single particles, and they collide them at high speeds to recreate those conditions of the Big Bang. Um, excuse me, why? Oh, I'm scared. Oh, God. <laughs> That's, that's what I'm unsure of exactly. There, okay, this is but... a whole thing, too. Ah! <laughs> I need to get into this. Oh, but yeah, that you were talking about, uh, like, another dimension. Uh-huh. Um, you know Carl Sagan? No, no, not at all. So, he was, like, the original Bill Nye. What? Ash, take notes. In the 70s? That might be wrong. Carl Sagan. But... He brought science 
to a level where people could be interested in and understand. <laughs> I thought you were going to say to a level where scientists. he was condemned as a witch. <laughs> but he has this one specific thing where he takes these like uh, paper cutouts of shapes, like basic circle, square, triangle. He's like, okay, so this is 2D land. All they see are different length lines when they look at each other. You and I can see above and see their shapes because we're in the third dimension. Okay. Now, if I pick up Mr. Square from his house, he'll be in a whole new world, nothing he's ever seen before because he's now in the third. I've pulled him into the third dimension. Okay. And he can see the shapes of everything. So they're just and paper it, flat shapes like on a table. Right. And he's like, imagine this is a two dimensional world meeting the third dimension pluck him into the third dimension like if i were to if say i was this apple and i sat down in his living room he would only see a fraction of me he would just see four dots where the apple's feet are when i pull him into the third dimension he'll see it in its entirety oh god and then imagine i dropped him back and he floats down from above into town the town square but to everyone else in 2D land, it just looks like he appeared out of nowhere, like it's magic. Oh. And that's how I the feel way, the supernatural is. The <laughs> way he described this when I heard it, I was like, what? that's that's God right there. That's a great way to explain that. <laughs> oh my God. Like, and this was how long ago did this guy just think 70s or 80s? About this. I think. Oh my god. Maybe it wasn't that long ago. There's a older video and like when people have spiritual experiences it's like they're almost being pulled into a fourth dimension or something by a higher being that we can't comprehend right but it's like we're somehow interconnected to just maybe can't see it with our Mm -hmm. eyes at their current natural human level where we could interact with the two-dimensional world a fourth dimensional being could interact with and be seen in our world, but it would just be as a 3D representation. Now, his whole <laughs> video was specifically about explaining uh, Tesseract. Yes, 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 yes. Which yes. is uh, if you take a square, a two dimensional square, that's the shadow of a, that could be the shadow of a three dimensional cube. Uh-huh. And a Tesseract. It's like a cube within a cube connected to that by the corners. It's, it's like glass. the Avengers, right? Yes, it's like that shape. But it's supposed to be the best 3D representation of like a shadow of a fourth dimensional cube. Okay, so there's a cube within a greater cube and that's the fourth yeah. dimension is the space between like, the greater cube and the smaller cube. No, the entire cube is supposed to be just a mere shadow of what a fourth dimensional cube would look like. It's wow. Specifically supposed to be a representation of that and not like a <laughs> example of the fourth dimension. <laughs> right. The fourth dimension is a cube. Um no, I got you. I I'm picking you up. Um wow. Okay. So it's the best representation we have, but it still falls short. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Just their best guess. Someone was like, okay, so here's a two-dimensional square. Oh, that looks 
Like this looks like the shadow of a three-dimensional thing. But wait, what if we had a three-dimensional shadow of a fourth dimension? And cube was just the easiest thing to test right. out. See, my brain can't even like fathom or comprehend what a fourth dimension would even be or look like. This all reminds me of like something similar to the Eastern religions and kind of creeping its way into the West. The, um, you know how you can have like, you can function on a different vibration. Um, but like, what if those vibrations are just kind of a way that the physical manifests into the third dimension manifests into the fourth dimension. It, and our senses can take it in. Like, you know how, like, when when you're around someone who's, like, really positive, they have, like, this light energy and you can sense it versus someone who's really right. negative has, and like, this dark energy. Vibes, the hair on the and, back of your neck. Yeah. But yeah. what if there is, like, you know, some people talk about auras, but what if that is just, like, the basic level of how we sense the fourth Maybe. dimension? And related to that, Will, do you want to talk about your demon dog? <laughs> oh, yes. oh that's a great idea yes please share please share oh uh, so this last weekend we went down to a primitive campground in arkansas arkansas and we're talking like you drive quite a few miles from let's say it's like um, it's like 30 minutes from the biggest city and then you get to this tiny town and then you turn at a sonic <laughs> and go down like 15 minutes of even more twisty backwoods highways and then you turn down on a gravel road and go like five miles down a mountain oh my god oh you're joking oh. so it's pretty out of the way like it's anxiety steep. it's super out of the way and it's perfect for camping if you don't want it to be busy because there's no amenities there there's one building over a literal hole in the ground for a bathroom <laughs> No trash, you have to pack all your trash out. But anyways, we were we arrived around midnight and we're going down the twisty gravel road. It's dark out there, like middle of nowhere in the mountains. It's pitch black. And going around a curve, suddenly see this like perfectly white dog on this dusty gravel road. And it looks at us and it was so weird. I I I, being skeptical, think I was just psyching myself out, trying to be in character to freak out the other people in the car. In the but woods, I was like, oh in my Arkansas. Gosh, look at this thing. Like, it's just staring. It looks too perfect. And it just looked at me like it was looking into my soul. And I was like, oh, we got to go, Demon Dog. Was, I don't know if I actually got bad vibes or if I was tired or just trying to spook the others. But then I was like, guys, I... Oh, and we get there and to our uh, friend who's quite spooked by the paranormal. Uh, I was like, so yeah, we saw a demon dog. She's like, shut up. I'm like, no, like I never want to get out and just like stop the car and pet animals. But I had the urge to do it. I was like, no, it's it's trying to get me go. Oh my God. So, okay. So it driving down. her out so good. You wanted, like you saw like, cute dog i want to stop and pet it like did it look like it was owned by anybody yeah i think it had a collar on so i don't actually think it was anything but it was a pretty creepy story to tell and 
And then the day we got there Friday night and then Sunday morning, half of us left for us two. And as they were leaving, they went on a hike and supposedly she saw the same dog and was like, nope, we're done. We're leaving. (laughs) Turn around. That's see, I I think of it like it was described to me as um, by the the girl at the end that uh I it was a dog that looked kind of like a Great Pyrenees, like kind of like yeah. a mountain dog, like real white mm-hmm. and big. But when it looked at you, it had like dark eyes, <laughs> like yeah. dark eyes that just kind of like, like it. So, so sh- she described it to me as like, you know how when you're driving, like, and you'll, and she drove past other dogs on this trip. Um, Cause I guess they just have them out there, you know, r- the residents of the rural community. Um, and dogs will just look at the car as it passes by, but it looked through the car, through the window, like at her, like into her specifically. Eyes. And that yep. freaks me out. It creeped her out too, apparently, <laughs> pretty bad. And she's not that, Even, she's a skeptic. And so you saw, like, would you say that's kind of the d- experience that you had? Yeah, yeah. I again, I being skeptical, think it was just someone's pet, and it was late, and I was tired. But but then you have someone else who corroborated that story. It was around the same area. It could have been a pet. It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. My 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 brain agrees with you. Where it's like, you know, it's probably just like you were creeped out. You're in middle of nowhere. Like your brain plays tricks on you. Maybe you just like had bad vibes already, and you just projected it onto this innocent animal (laughs) um but then at the same time like i'm an infp personality type so like you have to see it from both sides i have to see it from both Mm -hmm. sides and i i I don't know i do like trust in my intuition as well like those feelings that you can't explain that just the bad vibes like about people but why would it look through the car at you? And she's just said it had the dark eyes and she like didn't trust its eyes. Like why? Maybe it's just maybe a I'm really just observational yeah. dog. Come on, Katie. Maybe I'm just making it a thing. I'm or sorry. maybe it's the devil. <laughs> maybe it's an or observational maybe, dog. Maybe it's a demon. It's an observational devil dog. <laughs> I feel like this is a great point to end and we can pick up next time and maybe talk a little bit more about CERN and maybe a little bit more about these ancient um, societies and also I really want to pick apart this declassified or unclassified preliminary assessment from the uh, national, the director of the national intelligence. Sound good? It do indeed. Alright, great. Well, let's do that then. You guys have a Great night. Signing off. All right. See you next time.